The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Mark and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, we welcome nutritional expert Valerie Hall to talk about bone health. She'll tell us how we can keep our bones strong and healthy at any age. Plus, later on, we'll tell you what's going on around town and give you a way to save some money at Mother's Market. But first up, we're going to discuss bone health. And joining us today is nutritional consultant and certified natural health professional, Valerie Hall. Valerie appears in front of thousands of people each year and speaks on a variety of topics, with bone problems being one of her many areas of expertise. And now we welcome her to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Valerie, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here, Kimberly. Absolutely. We're so happy that you could join us. And you know what? Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about the scope and the focus of your work. Well, I get to do a lot of fun education on nutrition these days. Everything from speaking in health food stores on all kinds of different subjects. I do 20 different health subjects. And I also speak to professionals, sometimes nurse practitioners and things like that to educate them, as well as having my own consultation practice and uh, enjoy doing all that work. Well, you're a good person to be in that business because today we are talking about bones and you know what, how to keep all 206, if we counted correctly, right? <laughs> all 206 of them healthy and strong. And it seems as though we've been trained since birth to eat and drink certain things that help our bones get strong. And well, as we age, we start to think more about how we take care of ourselves. So tell us, Valerie, why are there so many people with bone problems as we get older? Well, there are so many issues going on with our food supply these days. Things like the sugar and corn syrup and high fructose corn syrup are very inflammatory degenerative foods. So those things kind of make us fall apart faster than we can rebuild ourselves. And then the other things that are really difficult are the way that we take whole grains and grind it down into flour. That ends up being just like sugar to the body as well. So again, inflammatory and degenerative. So we need nutrients to rebuild ourselves. Think of that as our raw material that we're using as our manufacturing tool to not only build our structural components of bones and skin and joints, but also all of our chemicals for the body. Enzymes, neurotransmitters, and hormones are all built out of the foods we eat. So the better quality food, the better off we're going to be. The other things in the food supply that are really a problem, bad beverage number one, soda pop. Mm. I'm so sorry to tell everybody, Soda pop in all of its forms is a major health robber and out there. And it's not just about bones for soda pop, but I mean, that's right. everything. Absolutely. Comes Blood yeah. sugar, heart health, mm-hmm. brain, neuro, brain chemistry, everything ends up being an issue when it comes to soda pop. It's one of the main bad things that we are consuming in this country. Now, you can make a healthy soda pop yourself. Ooh, goody. So I always <laughs> like to find a healthier alternative for things we already like and get a natural bubbly mineral water, not club soda because club soda has phosphoric acid added. That's one of the big problems with soda because phosphoric acid pulls calcium right out of our bones. So you get a natural bubbly mineral water that's going to be accessible for us and you can add a couple of drops of flavored stevia to it. Mm. Stevia is a wonderful natural sweetener from the stevia plant. No carbohydrates, no calories, no 
blood sugar impact, no inflammation and degeneration problem with it as well. Doesn't drive your sweet tooth to want other sweeteners. They have some delicious flavored drops in all the health food stores now. You can use orange to make an orange soda. You can use vanilla to make a cream soda. Lemon makes a nice lemon lime soda. They even have root beer and grape. So you can make these delicious sodas with your natural bubbly mineral water and flavored stevia drops that are not going to have all of the negative ramifications of everything in a can. Okay, I'm out there. totally looking that up for my kiddos because, you know, unfortunately, kids do get hooked on soda pop early I know, I know. And uh, the stevia is much sweeter than sugar, so you're only going to use a couple of drops. Start with two drops and add one drop at a time because if you use too much, it tastes bitter. Mm. So if you tried your stevia and it didn't taste good to you, that means you use too much and you have to back up and use a bit less, but it's very so, good. And stevia is not sugar, right? You no, it is not. Okay. It is not. Yeah. And uh, I like the natural stevias in the health food store. Sweet mm-hmm. Leaf makes a very good one mm-hmm. that's universally available out there. Mm. Not as processed as the things coming out in the mass market stores. Wow. I Oh, I love that tip. Excellent. Well, yes. You and I are going to get along really well <laughs> right from the very beginning. And now one other beverage I want to mention uh-huh. that is the most shocking thing that I say in my bone health seminars. Today's pasteurized milk is working against our bones, not for our bones. I was absolutely horrified when I was reading these things several years ago that made it very clear to me how the pasteurized milk is a problem. And years ago, they started pasteurizing, which kills the bacteria in milk, but it doesn't remove it. And so now you have dead bacteria in the milk, which doesn't Ew. appeal to me very much either. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I'm never uh, buying milk the again. pasteurization heats it to boiling for a certain amount of time, and that is so hot it kills the enzymes in the milk it fuses the calcium and protein so tightly together that we don't use either of them very efficiently the women's health study that was conducted over 30 years or so of evaluating the foods people ate and what their health outcomes were showed that a woman who drank 14 glasses of milk a week had a 45 percent greater chance of developing osteoporosis than a woman who drank one glass of milk a week i was horrified at that and in fact the countries in the world that drink the most pasteurized milk have the highest degree of osteoporosis the United States is number one in both categories. You're kidding me. We wow. drink more milk. So if it was as simple as doing that. Now, you can get raw milk in certain states. California, it's legal to get raw milk. And you can find that at Mother's Market. It is more expensive, but it's money well spent because that has calcium you can actually use in it. What is? But what about the taste? Raw it milk tastes doesn't... great, but it goes fast. Uh, it goes bad a lot faster. Okay. The pasteurization process let, lets it hang out for a long time in the fridge. Mm-hmm. you got to drink the pasteurized milk or the unpasteurized milk very quickly. And then the other wonderful substitute is almond milk. And I particularly like the unsweetened ones. They have vanilla, chocolate, and original. Mm -hmm. And those are very easy on the blood sugar. They're very good for calcium because almonds contain calcium. Mm -hmm. So it's an easy, accessible calcium, and it tastes great. So I recommend trying some almond milk. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I've been hearing a lot of commercials for almond milk recently, so I know they're they're out there. Um, Does does it taste? Tastes great. I think it tastes more like milk than rice milk or soy milk. I think it's a really good alternative for us. Oh gosh, such great advice. Well, let us um, let me ask you, when is a good time to start thinking about our healthy bones? And Well, you know, I think right away is a mm-hmm. good time to start thinking, you know, with, with our children, helping yeah. them to get good foods in. You know, organic fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. are going to give them really good accessible minerals. The more bone we can build when we're young, the better off we're going to be as we get older. So you want to really build that bone density when we're younger. So good vegetables are excellent.
succulent, high-quality proteins like organic eggs, some nice uh, free-range chickens mm-hmm. and turkeys, things like that, I think are very good sources of protein. And I always get my food at a health food store. I don't shop in a regular grocery store anymore. I feel like almost all the food that they offer there is not health-supporting food because of all the chemicals. Some of the rules of thumb if I'm buying a packaged product, I want to see a short, simple list of ingredients with words I understand. <laughs> if I can't pronounce it, I don't want to eat it. Absolutely. I like that. That's a great way to go shopping. So our food, our bodies are really looking for natural food and it's close to its natural state as we can get it. And if we can avoid the processed stuff, you know, when we eat grains, don't make it out of flour and hydrogenated oil, make it out of whole organic sprouted grains. So finding those healthy substitutes for the foods we already love. Mother's has some wonderful crackers and breads that are far superior to the grain products you'll find elsewhere. Julian Bakery breads are very high fiber. Some Mm. of them have 12 grams of fiber per slice. Wow. And they taste great. (laughs) Uh, Wonderful breads they've got there. Dr. Cracker and Finn Crisp from Finland. And uh, Mary's Gone Crackers are little seed crackers. Mm. She's losing her mind. So Mary's Gone Crackers. (laughs) But they've got some lovely substitute foods that are much, much healthier for you at a health food store than you'll find in a regular grocery store. Okay, perfect. Well, I also want to talk about how the the bone disease and osteoporosis um, affects men and women differently. I know we always hear about it for women, bone disease, osteoporosis. But how, how is that different? Well, the estrogen that we Mm. produce for much of our lives has a very bone protective effect. But once we go through menopause and our estrogen levels decline, then we become at much greater risk for osteoporosis because that estrogen has a protective effect. So that's one way that women are much more at risk. For both men and women, it's really important to do weight-bearing exercise. Without exercise, if we lead a very sedentary lifestyle, our bones are just gonna get weaker and weaker. Mm -hmm. They need to be supporting our body, They need to be walking and supporting the weight. A good analogy is if you have an indoor plant and eventually it gets so weak that it falls down and you have to put a stake in it and tie it up. (laughs) And that's because it doesn't have any wind blowing against it to make it stronger. Same is true for our bones. If we don't use them, they automatically get weaker. Mm. And actually men are increasing in their osteoporosis risk because of the massive soda pop consumption that has risen and risen. When I was a kid and we got a soda pop, it was maybe six, eight ounces. Now we got the 64-ounce oh my gosh, giant things. you gotta, isn't it? you got to strap it into the seat with the seatbelt next to you. <laughs> it's so going to drive away one of these days <laughs> with right. all that caffeine. Let's, get, let's drink the soda. whole two liters, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that is, that's, uh, it's so true. And as we mentioned earlier, soda pop just all around is not good. And it's a really bad habit. <laughs> um, what is, well, besides soda pop, what are some of the worst foods for our bones? Well, the uh, hydrogenated oils have a real negative impact too. Calcium and minerals actually need the oils to carry them across the intestinal lining and into the bloodstream so that they can get deposited in the bone. Mm. So the oils are kind of like a carrier. And bad oils are not good carriers. They don't build good cell membranes in the body. And they just are inflammatory, degenerative problem foods for us. We use fats to build a lot of things in the body. And the brain is 60% fat. The skin uses is the fats we eat. Most importantly, every cell wall is built out of the fats we eat. So we want to avoid these hydrogenated oil, partially hydrogenated oil, trans fat, deep fried food, very problematic in the body. You know what I like? Olive oil oh, is yeah. fantastic, but olive oil, you have to do your very low heat because okay. it can turn Spot into a trans fat. Mm. So no more than low heat on the stove, no higher than 350 in the oven, mm. no longer than cooking it for 20, 25 minutes. Okay. If you're going higher heat, they have a whole section of health supporting oils in 
the health food stores that you can actually look at that list their heat ranges. And one of my favorites is, what a surprise, coconut oil. I know, for years they told us it was horrible for us, and the one they tested all those years ago was hydrogenated coconut oil, which is why it came out as the worst thing you could eat. But (laughs) natural, organic, virgin coconut oil they sell in the health food stores, it's a fantastic oil. Mm. It's a great oil for weight loss. What a surprise. I'm going right out and buying that, that's for sure. It's a great cooking oil. They even have some with neutral taste now, so you can get it either with the coconut flavor or neutral taste. It it withstands high heat and long cooking time. So if you're doing something stir-fry at very high heat, coconut oil is a great choice. So. Wow, I, who knew? It's That's... also wonderful for the skin. You can rub it right on the skin. It's antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, and it's fantastic for skin problems, dry skin, dry cracking, heels on your feet, and so forth. Yeah, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be calling you every day. Hey, Valerie, what else? You, know, you have all kinds of tips in there. That's great. Uh, okay, so lifestyle changes. We talked a little bit about uh, the foods. Well, what kind of foods that support bone health? But we talked also about how important exercise is as well. Yes, that's a really important key for us. So even to keep your upper body strength while you're watching TV, just get a little one-pound weight in each mm. hand and do some little arm exercises. Helps to keep your shoulders and your arms strong. And it's important, you said, to really use those. Yes, our bones we have our, to use it. Yeah. After age 45, we start to lose lean muscle mass very quickly. So it's important to do some buildup for that, too. Oh, and I just heard a report about how women over in their 40s have to exercise an hour a day each day. <laughs> 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 wah, wah. Break it up into hard. three little 20-minute sessions. Yeah, just to keep it off, right? I put on my favorite music and dance around. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Huh? That feels like fun. It doesn't feel like exercise. I like that program. Well, we're getting some great information from Valerie and thank you so much for all of this information. We'll be talking about more bone health with Valerie Hall in just a moment. We'll be right back. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Radio Show. And now we want to take some time to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can download the podcast from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio podcasts and listen to our past shows. Plus, you can always download our healthy recipes and money-saving coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with nutritional consultant, Valerie Hall. We're discussing healthy bones and what foods to eat, plus what types of supplements might help out as we age. And that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about, were the vitamins, the supplements, and uh, you know what? No one's getting younger here. <laughs> well, I will speak for myself. What should we be taking for healthy bones? Well, you know, it's so interesting because as new information comes out, things change all the time. Yeah. What is recommended for healthy bones now is nothing like 15 years ago. They've actually done a lot of changes. Back then, they would recommend lots of 
calcium, a lot less D3, a lot less magnesium. Everything is switching around. Hmm. Now they say less calcium itself is better. Wow. More magnesium, more vitamin D3, and there are a couple of other wonderful support minerals like silica and strontium that I'll mention as well. So let's talk about calcium amounts first. Okay. Ground up rock calcium is not very absorbable, and that's mostly what we get out there. So things like calcium citrate and carbonate are ground up rock, not easy for us to absorb. The calciums I prefer are the ones that are food-based or animal-based. So the animal-based ones are called MCHC or microcrystalline hydroxyapatite. Ooh, Ooh, I like when you say that. (laughs) Sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I like it. Uh, And then those are actually ground-up cow's bone, which Mm. have all of the different nutrients. What they mean when they say organic minerals, it's it's been alive at some point. So it's been a plant or an animal at some point. And those are more accessible for us because they're loosely stuck together. They're loosely bonded. We can break them apart and use them. Mm. If they've only ever been rock or inorganic, Uh, mineral that has never been alive they're very tightly bonded and hard for us to break apart okay so that's the big issue there Hmm. not everybody wants to use ground up bones so there are lots of food-based calciums as well i like some by rainbow light and they make food-based calcium they have one called calcium plus which has more magnesium than calcium i like that what they call the ratio reverse and they have one that's a one-to-one ratio called uh, everyday calcium plus enzymes So I think those are both very good ones as well. Now, I recommend a lot less calcium than what we usually hear about. Dr. Andrew Weil on his website has decreased his calcium recommendations to between 500 and 700 milligrams daily. Hmm. even if you have bone problems because larger amounts of calcium end up interfering with bone health and we can't absorb it well so it's just kind of wasted in fact goes to the wrong places might be forming uh, calcium plaque in the arteries which is hardening of the arteries might be forming kidney stones and being deposited in the wrong place so I like less calcium and more magnesium Next thing I want to talk a little bit about is vitamin D3. Mm. D3 is really in the news lately because it can do so many wonderful things. It's great for bone health. It's also really good for immune health, uh, being protective against 30 different types of cancer because it protects our DNA from damage and mutation. And then it's also very good for helping to prevent colds and flus if you have a lot of good D3 in, good for the immune system, and absolutely critical for bone health and calcium metabolism in the body. It's one of those calcium managers. Calcium never does the right thing unless it's told what to do. (laughs) D3 and magnesium are some great calcium managers. In order to get our blood levels up, we need much more. 85% of Americans are deficient in blood levels of vitamin D3. 95% of seniors are deficient. Anybody who's got immune problems or bone problems is certainly deficient. And what about children? Should they be taking D3? They should be taking D3 as well, Mm. yes. Uh, And by the way, they put the wrong D in milk. They use D2 in milk, so Mm. it doesn't really help us there. Again, another problem with that. D3 we can also make out in the sun. But the reason that we're so deficient, there are a couple reasons. First of all, we were told to put sunscreen on every waking moment. We need sun. Sun is a vital nutrient for us. But if we put uh, sunscreen on, we're blocking those UV rays and we can't make any vitamin D3. Hmm. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is it's sunlight plus the cholesterol on our skin that makes vitamin D3. Hmm. But as people are taking all these cholesterol-lowering drugs and doing everything they can to lower their cholesterol, we may not even have enough of that building block to make Hmm. the D3 from. If you go out in the sun and then take a shower right away, you've washed the D3 off Mm. before it can really 
absorb. So you want to let it sit on there for 24 hours or so. So ideally, you take your shower first, then go take your walk, get exposed to your 20 minutes of sun. For light-skinned people, about 20 minutes of sun exposure a day without sunscreen will give them an excellent amount, maybe close to 10,000 IUs of D3 production in the body. And if they're darker-skinned people, they need about 40 minutes out in the sun. So those are some of the recommendations now for D3. If you're not getting that sunshine on a regular basis or you're using sunscreen or so forth, then you want to make sure that you're getting D3 in a supplement form. And to move those blood levels up, especially as we get older and it's harder to absorb, I like 5,000 IUs a day for the senior citizens Mm. as an excellent recommended dose oh my goodness well that is excellent information again because uh, even the difference between the d2 and the d3 yes and you can also get your blood levels checked from time to time which Mm -hmm. is a good idea every six months or so that's a good idea to get those blood levels checked on the low end it's 30 to 40 and you really want to get it up from there on the high end they say you don't want to get above 120 as your blood plasma level but i've yet to see anybody get too high taking it you know it's something that we really need desperately okay and that sort of answers the question can you get too much d3 that's- you theoretically could but if you're the people who live on the equator and they're running around nude all day every day yeah. they're making 50,000 <laughs> i use of d3 on a Whoa. daily basis so. <laughs> well there's an answer i guess you know you are in southern california right <laughs> that's right so get out and get out that backyard and enjoy some sun <laughs> it's so good for us. I can hear kids now going, I need to go out in the sun. Everything absolutely, you said, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So 20 minutes a day isn't going to be harmful for the for the skin at all. Mm-hmm. The only time skin is harmed by the sun is if we burn. So if yeah. you're going to be out for a long time, then definitely use a sunscreen. Mm-hmm. But get a natural one from the health food stores, not a chemical one from the drug stores and the mass market stores. Yeah, there's such a difference. The, sun, uh, the, the skin is our largest organ, and it soaks up whatever we put on it and pulls it right into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So get a healthy, natural sunscreen screen. Oh, that's great. Great advice. Is there something that I haven't asked you that you wanted to tell me about, about um, healthy bones? Yes. Two other minerals. Mm -hmm. Bone is this interesting. It's a living tissue. I always had this concept of it as solid rock before I studied nutrition, but it's 70% flexible collagen on the inside covered by 30% mineralization on the outside. So throwing these minerals at it and working on the mineralization is really only helping 30% of your bone. Hmm. The nutrient that helps the inside of the bone, silica, which builds collagen, or collagen types one and three. Either of those supplements will help to build the collagen matrix on the inside of the bone. So those help to uh, regain the flexibility of the inside, and the better that collagen matrix, the more things that the, the minerals have to hold on to. Hmm. If the bone matrix in the middle isn't good, then the cal- it doesn't matter how much calcium you throw onto it, it just isn't going to stick. So it's kind of like the, the glue there. And then the other one is a new mineral that they're using around the world for bone density problems called strontium and there's an excellent one in the health food stores called strontium bone maker by doctors best strontium is a mineral that works with the calcium and d3 to build bone mineral density it actually builds new bone building site on the bone it accelerates the buildup of bone and slows down the breakdown Mm -hmm. so if anyone's already been diagnosed with a bone problem a bone density problem i would recommend adding the strontium Mm -hmm. Two strontium bone makers a day will give you the 680 milligrams that are used in all the the prescriptions around the world. You can take those with any one meal and then take your calcium at your other two meals. Minerals are always best absorbed with food because we need hydrochloric acid to absorb them. So Tums don't work because you've created an antacid environment. You've thrown calcium in there, but with an antacid environment, you're not absorbing anything. Mm -hmm. So you need that stomach acid. So 
strontium with one meal, calcium with your other two, D3 throughout the day, and that's going to be a great recipe for helping to build up that bone density. In the studies on strontium, they did the most recent one involved over 1,600 women. It was a three-year study, and they were already in bone trouble. They were menopausal or older and had already had one fracture. In that study, it built the average thigh bone by 8.3%, the average lumbar spine by 14.4%, and it reduced the risk of fracture by over 41%, which tells us it's building good quality bone. Hmm. So I think it's an excellent tool that we have now that we can add to the protocol if we already have bone problems. If you don't have the bone problems, I think that getting your calcium magnesium better balanced, getting a better absorbed calcium, more vitamin D3 and the silica is a wonderful recipe for building healthy bones. Wow, I need to go shopping. <laughs> you just dispelled many rumors, but it's true. Things do change and, yes. and with all this research. Well, thank you so very much for your time, Valerie, and we really appreciate your knowledge. And you know what? We look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, you can also get more information on Valerie on her website. It's ValerieHallNutrition.com and learn more about their natural ro- approach and to making us all healthier. We look forward to our next visit. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market.